watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. All right, welcome in to the Pirate Football Playback right here on the Sports Objective, presented by LNK Custom Homes. Kevin Walker calling. He's a licensed general contractor, 336-688-8461. Pirates go down yesterday in Annapolis, Maryland, to the Naval Academy, 10 to nothing. The first shutout in 26 years. You have to go back to Matt's, was that his senior year? Yeah, Matt's 97. Year? Yeah, 97, yeah. and Andrew Bays and company. Uh, there, so uh, that was a very crazy day in Syracuse in '97. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. Uh, Pirates now two and nine on the year. Last game will be next Saturday or this coming Saturday, right after Thanksgiving at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, and that's a two o'clock kickoff. So looking forward to uh, that. And um, welcome in. Uh, we'll start off with Kyle from Lagrange Barber. What's up, dude? I was going on, Dave. Um, you uh, you, you kind of buried the lead here. Uh, Obviously, the big news today, uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, oh, let go as offensive coordinator at East Carolina. Um, so uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that more in depth. Uh, we will we will have a better list of, of potential candidates in the coming episodes. Right now, we're kind of going to be shooting from the hip on the topic, but we will have a better list of potential candidates. Uh, right now, we'll talk about a couple during the show that, that we like. Uh, we're not sure what Mike's looking at, and who knows? If Mike's going to be able to make that call, I'm still not convinced Mike's not going to get fired himself, but we'll see. Bubba Rosenbaum going on. the. Um, we actually watched the Pirates lose, unfortunately, today. Um, they're the, uh, in the multi-tournament or the multi-team event, rather, uh, the Town Bank Holiday Classic. And Bubba enjoyed spending time with your parents and yourself. Uh, they're just uh, disappointed with the outcome with the basketball game, too. Yeah, likewise, um, you know, obviously it would have been much better had we seen a Pirate victory over Northeastern, but uh, fun afternoon nonetheless, and uh, definitely a good meal on the, the pregame meal there in Harvey Hall from yeah, Texas, out, Texas Roadhouse on some barbecue um, grilled chicken. So, yeah, all, all in all, still a, still a fun afternoon, and hopefully the Pirates will bounce back in basketball these next two nights against – Georgia Southern and Kennesaw State uh, to 6 p.m. tip-offs. But uh, as far as the football game is concerned, I wish I could say I'm surprised, um, but I can't. Uh, you know, I, I told you guys for several weeks, I obviously hoping that I would be wrong, that uh, I really felt like unless we got a defensive touchdown or two or, you know, uh, forced to turnover – or two, they are very deep in Navy territory that we'd probably get shut out. Uh, and unfortunately, that was the case, um, despite the defense forcing two turnovers and those two turnovers coming just on uh, the Navy side of the field, I think, what, the 47 and 48-yard line. So, um, yeah, hats off to the defense. They continue to play their, their butts off and, uh, you know, hold Navy to, what, right around 275 yards. Uh, with those two turnovers, I think 173 rushing. 
uh, very respectable um, by Blake Carroll and that defensive staff. Um, but same old story, you know, just a very impotent offense. Yeah, very disappointing. And obviously that's the season – you know, uh, I know, Kyle, we were talking about in the pregame, uh, pregame in the uh, green room pre-show about uh, Luke Larson dropping the ball. Like, I mean, everything that you think of that could go wrong this year has gone wrong. And that was another, that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that. That was really, you know, up until that point, you remember, guys, it was still, a, which was hard to believe for me, a 7 nothing ball game. And um, anyway, it was just uh it's been, I guess, if you want to say in one sentence for this this year, it's been a comedy of errors, and um, and we've got one. This seems like the been this has been the longest season of uh, in pirate football history. It's been hey, it one of like the it's flown by to me actually. I, I, it hadn't even. I don't know why, but it's it's flown by as bad as it's been. Oh. Yeah, I, I agree, Kyle. You would think with it with the results being what they've been and uh, being. <clears throat> Not to pile on, but really, um, I'm just being honest and state the facts. So historically bad on offense, you would have thought that it would. Uh, it seemed you know, to be a longer season than what it has, but it's hard to believe that the season finale is this Saturday. Yeah, not really is. A uh, senior day, and uh, we. I'm praying we we saw that Bubba and I saw that beautiful field at Dowdy Ficklin today. We need to get a lot of people there, and um, good luck. Well. Hey, uh, we're Pirates, and, and um, this is the – you know what? This is the last football game of the year, and this is what's uh, – another thing that's sad about the – you know, this is the last football game until August 31st, <sighs> Norfolk State. So Yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll get, get a little willing. I'll be there, but um, you're not going to – we're not going to have a good crowd. This uh, If we get 25,000 in there, I'd be happy. Yeah, wow. and hats off um, on that note – to the um, athletic department for working with UBE. I know also Dowdy Student Stores. You know, uh, after the basketball game today, um, before we left, my mom was doing a little Christmas shopping um, for, for us as well as, uh, you know, the, the grandkids. And uh, talking to our, our buddy John Palmer with Dowdy Student Stores there inside uh, Williams Rena Menchie's Coliseum and just – and he said, hey, if you guys – I know you already have season tickets, but if you have anybody looking to come to the game Saturday, um, you buy in excess of a $100, then you get two free football tickets. Wow. That's actually a <clears> – that's a good deal. And um, we'll see how it – hey, we'll see how it plays out. Tulsa, you know what? I think that's uh, – we've talked about this a lot. A winnable game. Will we win? Who knows? But uh, – um, I think what had to happen happened today, and uh, people said, "Why would you uh, go ahead and uh, let Donnie go?" Basically, and you know, we were uh, under the impression that it would be basically Donnie would just finish out the season, and you know, kind of like he would retire out of respect to all that he's done for the program. But after this morning, I don't think he's going to be. Co- Somebody asked us that on the chat. I don't. Uh, it was Elliot. What's up, Elliot? Um, is Donnie coaching? He uh, his the last game. I uh, hope he. I sure hope he's already packed his trash and left Greenville. Um, I don't think he. I think his situation. Pack, he's going after his, this morning. Packed his trash and left Greenville. Uh, look, Elliot. Um, you're you're a loyal listener, and uh, and um, 
uh, I mean, no disrespect to you for this, but Donnie Kirkpatrick's a good human being. He's a good man. He's done a lot of good things for the university. Yes, the offense has been utter shit this year, but Donnie, Donnie was wide receivers coach here when we produced Dwayne Harris. And he, do, and he Justin Hardy. Um, <clears throat> initially, he recruited Jones, Dwayne Harris. When Zay Jones came in, um, he, he, uh, he, he's done a lot of good things. He was here under Skip Holtz. He was here under Ruffin McNeil. He came back under Mike Houston. Uh, the season, you know, went to crap this year, and Donnie's, Donnie's the scapegoat. Don, Donnie's the scapegoat. I, you know, I, I always put everything squarely on the shoulders of the of the head coach because that's where it lies. Uh, um, Mike hired Donnie. Mike trusted Donnie's judgment. Um, Mike, Mike trusted Donnie's evaluation of quarterback talent. Uh, Donnie is running what Mike wants him to run, the style of offense he wanted them to run. Um, so, uh, you know, um, I, uh, will Donnie call plays this Saturday? I, I don't know. My guess is no. The way Mike Houston threw Donnie under the bus yesterday in the press conference after the game, um, and it did not surprise me that that decision was made today. Uh, my guess is he won't coach it. But as far as him packing his trash and leaving Greenville, um, I, I, I hope Donnie, you know, I hope Donnie's happy wherever he goes. And, uh, he, you know, he can stay in Greenville as long as he wants. He's not going to be coaching here anymore. And um, I thank Donnie for all the uh, things he did, all the good things he did for ECU under Skip Ruffin and, 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 and the two bowl years under Houston. No question Yeah, I do it. think uh, on, on that note very quickly, Dave, as far as what transpired in that postgame press conference, um, that was pretty mind-blowing to me that Coach Houston uh, did that. Um, and saying when, when Stephen Igo hoist the colors and 94-3 the game asked uh, regarding the decision to stick with Alex Flynn uh, despite the lack of offensive production uh, rather than simply saying what he would later say, that um, with the need to throw the football, we just felt like Alex gave us the best chance. Uh, you know, he initially said uh, before being pressed on it by, by Steven that, uh, hey, maybe you should, be, should talk to Donnie. He'd probably be better to ask about that. He said, he said it, maybe, you should, maybe you should ask the offensive coordinator, Donnie Kirkpatrick, about that. Yeah. Which is – You're the head football coach, and that was just – a. In my opinion, a, a Bush League move. Classless. You don't throw your yeah. assistant coaches under the bus like that. You take full responsibility. And, um, you know, and, and to me, th this this season would be a lot more easy to swallow, and I'd be a lot easier on Mike Houston if he said, hey, this this is this is completely unacceptable garbage. We, 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 are, we, are, we are complete bullshit on offense. I take full responsibility for that. I am going to get this fixed. I promise you I'm going to get this fixed, which is what he should have been saying for weeks. And uh, he's never said that. And and so for him to throw Donnie under the bus post-game, I, I did not like that. I have no problem with him, with him terminating him today. But um, to throw him under the bus in the press conference was a Bush League move. Yeah, it's been, it's been rough, man. My God, um, can you imagine being one of the coaches on the staff? I mean, uh, it's been, in fact... Uh, <clears throat> Unless uh, unless we play um, like lose fifty six to nothing, um, uh, Houston will be back. He'll be back next year. I'm not so sure about that. Um, I think if we lose to Tulsa, two and ten. Look, firing Donnie today. A lot of people think, well, that means Houston's back. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that could be Mike Houston trying to 
get ahead of uh, of the curve, trying to appeal to the people that 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 are screaming for change to uh, to get ahead to save his job. It, it depends on who was behind it. What was Gilbert and Houston behind this together, or was this all Houston's doing? That's the answer to the question, really. Of is Mike Houston going to to be fired? Um, I, I'm not I'm not convinced that he won't still be, particularly depending on how we play against Tulsa. Um, I, I talked to some people that are in the know who also said that they're not convinced he won't be, depending on how we play against Tulsa and depending on how some other big donors feel. But um, we do know for sure right now we're going to have a new offensive coordinator. That's what we know for sure. Yeah, well the the sentiment has been this way for weeks um, that. The offensive coaches are going to be uh, – that's going to be overhauled. Um, so, Donnie is the boss of the offense. Um, so, there's no surprise there. And I think there's going to be more coaches that will be gone um, on the offensive side of the ball because, well, as you said, Kyle, it's one of the worst in history uh, for the program. You look at the defense, you've got to uh, you got to give Blake Harrell a huge raise. Uh, we've got to raise more money um, as far as Team Boneyard. Um, that's something that we've got to do with the NIL um, to keep the great players that we do have. And then uh, as our, our good buddy, Matt Semenza, who is our transfer portal expert, as Kyle says, he has an apartment in the, in the portal. Uh, just keep in mind, the uh, if people ask today, I want to make this point, why do you fire Donnie today? Well, the transfer portal opens on Monday, December 4th. Keep that in mind. So you want to get ahead of the game I don't think recruiting. that had anything to do with it. Yeah, high school recruiting and the portal. Do we, you don't have your new offensive coordinator in place, Dave. How does, right, how, does get, how does getting rid of him today help because, you with the portal? Because you want to go ahead and get, if you have guys in mind, you want to go ahead and get a coordinator They're in still place. Coaching. They're still coaching. Some of them may, and some may, may not be. Some may be an analyst. They're um, still coaching. I know, but I'm just saying they've not, they're not, uh, they are an analyst. I mean, they are a coach, but as far as hiring them away, it's a lot easier than. Um, yeah, being, I, I don't think that had anything to do with him or why he got fired today. I think it, I think it came down to two things, I think three things, or a combination of potentially of these things. One, I think it had a lot to do with, I think it's hard to come back when you throw him under the bus. I think it's hard to rectify that. Um, two, uh, I, I think it could be that he that Mike's trying to get ahead of the of the curve to make sure he doesn't get fired by saying, "Hey, look, I'm making changes." And um, and three, it could have been a combination of Gilbert and Houston both together saying, "Hey, let's go ahead and get this out there." And Justin Butts said, "I know for sure there's a lot of donors pissed, not just at the team, but the administration." Absolutely, yep. Justin, um, because we have uh, not to make it about me, um, but we have a lot of situations. Uh, Big donors are fine. I have nothing wrong with you guys, so let me make that very clear. But we do have a problem right now, and I was talking to um, someone that we all know, and I, it was a private conversation, so I'll tell you guys off the air later. But they're upset because it's like uh, they, they don't feel included in the Pirate Club, and I'm not trying to pl- throw blame. But have you noticed that – I'm just going to say this to the Pirate Club. Have you noticed the only time you recognize any donors that give to – the uh, Pirates Unite campaign, you have to have at least $100,000 or more. Um, and you need to make sure that you are looking after every donor. You say you're looking after every donor. There are people that are giving $10,000, $5,000. The Pirate Club's arrogance is pathetic. It is beyond pathetic. And, yeah, and we're talking to you, Ryan Robinson. 
and we're we're we're, we're talking to the rest of the pirate club. And the that's what they're upset about. Yeah, you, your 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 arrogance is pathetic. I mean, you you don't appreciate um, the, the the small to mid sized donors, and um, you know, uh, and, and the large donors. I'm sure they're probably pretty pissed on the return on investment. Um, so, but they have I, the. Uh, but my point was, the person said today. Um, we want to make it very clear we're not upset with the big donors, so don't. It's not about big donors versus other everybody else. It's not. not that. It's a matter of the person said something you've said, and that's why I'm bringing it up, Kyle, on the air. The person said today to me, they said, "Dave, why can't they pick up the phone and call somebody?" This is somebody yeah, that I'm, I'm that we know that. very well who played football for the Pirates. They started 44 football games for the university, the blood, sweat, and tears, back when there was four-a-days, okay? So they gave a lot of time back in the four-a-day era, way, way back, playing uh, football. And we've got to do a better job. And the way you do it is you have, um, and I'm not, I'll say this really quick and we'll move on because we have so much to talk about. But we need to have interns. We need to have people that are uh, student-athletes. I'll take the phone book. I'll do A, B, and C. You do D, E, and F. It's not hard. And say, hey, just want to let you know, thank you so much for your donation of $1,000 or whatever it is to the Pirate Club this year. Is there anything we can do for you? Just checking in. Uh, you got you mean a lot to me. Uh, you guys mean a lot to me or whatever. Take two or three minutes per call. You don't have to spend 30 minutes with everybody. Um, but that's something. No, just give, us, just give us your money and kiss, and kiss my ass. It's basically. They're at it. Um, but anyway, I wanted to mention that, Kyle, because um, I thought about you when that person said that as somebody that we know very well. Yeah, and I don't need and, my uh, ass kissed. I don't need to be acknowledged. I, I would like a phone call and say, hey, look, you know, hey, how you doing there? You know, uh, do, could, could you give a little more? I might be inclined to give a little more. You right, here's, okay, well, let me, uh, Justin, hopefully you don't mind. You're, you've already put it out there on Facebook. Justin Butts, I'll put it out there. My family is a $100,000 a year donor, and do you think they say a word to us? Nope. It's ridiculous. This is beyond and, you know, ridiculous. Justin. And Justin's family is actually the ones that drives the equipment for the football teams for the way. In fact, big guy is awesome. Matt Maloney is the only guy who ever speaks to me. Blaze Hudson does a great job. He's uh, he's awesome. He's my Pirate Club rep, and he spoke to me today, so I can't throw him under the bus. Look, used to call us, uh, hey, let's go eat over at Dick's Hot Dogs and Wilson. Um, you think we had that? No. Um, so I didn't mean to make that about, <laughs> I didn't make them to, uh, talk about the pirate club tonight, but that was something that it, it just bothers me. It really does. He said, hell, Jay bad and that crowd at least did that. <laughs> oh my, uh, I'm going back. <laughs> to Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, um, what our pirate club leadership is doing. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how about this? Irving said, um, on the plus side, Mike did hire a superb defensive coordinator. He's talking about Blake Harrell, and the kids don't quit. Lots of minuses, though, including money. Gilbert's decision isn't as easy uh, as it may seem. It might seem. Uh, and, and, again, we'll go over the money thing again. And I, I, I said it, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Dude. The, the money thing you're talking about with Houston. Uh, if that decision had to be made. Okay, let's do the math again, folks. He makes $2.3 million a year. If we fire him, we pay him $1.4 million. Okay, that saves us $900,000 a year. So people say, how can you afford to pay two head coaches? Well, $900,000 is a decent base salary. Uh, Tom Herman, Florida Atlantic, makes $750,000 base, base salary. 
So, and then another 600 grand, you get up to, you know, a million point five. So, yeah, it's not as daunting of a task to fire him as people make it out to be because you immediately pay him $900,000 less a year. So you put that towards the next head coach if that decision is made. But you could Um, take the 900,000 and put it towards NIL, could you not? No. You could not. You you would not put, um, that's where we No, we can't. We can't do that. The university can't put money towards NIL. No, but uh, but their donors, you want donors to that those same no, donors. But that nine hundred thousand dollars is in his salary, Dave. So that nine hundred thousand dollars can't be put towards NIL. But you're saying I know, but you still have to pay him, and you have to pay. You're not going to get a coach to come in here under two two million dollars. Yes, what least. the hell are you talking about? You step. Uh, Rich we are not in we Rich are not Rodriguez, in a podunk Tom conference. Herman, We're not Rich in an FCS conference. We are in the American. Tom Herman Athletic makes seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year base salary day. I know, but it's not East Carolina University. Florida Atlantic and East Carolina. They're are they're not in the, the American conference, though. They are. They and are. It's Tom but Herman. East... It's Tom Herman. Yes, it is Tom Herman. Tom, I understand Tom Herman, you know, Texas, Houston. I know I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we can definitely get a hit coach here. Mike Houston came here for far less than $2 million. Yes. He did, but that was, and a half dollars, that was five easily, years ago. You can easily make a good hire for a million to a million and a half dollars. Yes, you can. Rich Rodriguez, example A, Jacksonville State, makes seven hundred fifty. No, 850000 a year. Justin Butts, you think anybody has spoke to us about NFL? NFL. NIL? Nope. Um, Chuck is talking about uh, – Garrett Riley, Lincoln's brother. Uh, Garrett, Garrett makes um, Garrett makes a little over a million dollars as OC at Clemson. At Clemson. Uh, so yeah, he would be in that two million dollar range. But there are plenty of coaches. Rich Rodriguez, for example, Kerwin Bell, for example. Um, uh, 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 I, I could keep Jerry Keel, for example. Um, I could keep naming sitting head coaches that we could get for far less than two million dollars. Uh, we need uh, with the practice facility. We need NIL. Um, That's so not even just, getting into coordinators. Yeah, we're, I know that. But you're when you have when you're looking what we're up against. Um, then I, I'm just not. That's one thing I, I will say is that I'm I'm in the minority, and that's okay. But I say keep Houston for one more year, and then we'll. If he doesn't, then then he's I, gone, and that's fine, and, and that's fine. What. Uh, you, and you're entitled to your opinion, just like everybody else is. What I what, what I'm talking about is is, is, is facts. When you, when you're saying we can't get a good coach for under two million dollars, that's just not true. A million to a million point five, we can. We, there is a ton of great coaches out there we can get. I'm just saying we're uh, we are in the American. In fact, and, I think I think it would be pretty damn stupid to pay a head coach two million dollars right out the gate. And, you know, I, I I think you go as low as you can to get who you want. And then when he earns it, give them a raise. How about this? He says, uh, Alan Vick says, you need to find a former player, someone like a Ruffin, to be the face of NIL. George Coops. I get what you're saying, Alan. Um, I think Ruffin McNeil in general probably. I'd love to know how involved in that he is at NC State. But, um, I, I mean, I don't think it has to be a former player. Um, but I do think, um, I do think we need, um, somebody, um, for team Boneyard, a representative that's the last name Hinton or 
I don't know who, who's the other guy. Who, who was it that I go had on the other day from Team Doug Rock? Gomes? Yeah, we, we a former player. Vic makes a great point. A former player representing Team Boneyard, being the being the spokesperson, would probably be a good idea. That's that's probably not a bad idea at all by Alan Vic. A uh, Russell McNeil, if he wants to get out of coaching, you could hire him. Although I can't see Henry and those guys hiring Ruffin. Um, so uh, you might want to pick somebody else. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think that's a good idea, Alan. And what you do is you give them a salary with an, uh, and a base salary with incentives. And uh, when you do that, then if we raise a million or two million, um, Chuck asks, uh, this is an easy question. Are we finished paying Comfrey? Yes, we finished him in March. Um, yeah, he's paid off. I wouldn't have never paid him a dime. He'd have to sue the hell out of me to get his money. Yeah, well, that Kyle, that was – Kyle and I's first episode together was episode two, and that was the week of March of 2018 when all that went down, um, when he stepped down, but he got a buyout for five years. So it was something like, what was it, Kyle, 23000 a month or something? It was a five lot. Years. It, it was, was a lot. Too much money for, for somebody um, who yeah, got anything. Exactly. Um, Justice said, Ruffin uh, won't come back as bad as it sounds. I agree. I don't think he's coming back. Um, I, I wouldn't say that for sure, Justin. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that for sure. I think it would take certain people in here. Um, let's say Garrett Riley, for example. Um, but I, I, I think it would take. Uh, I think it would take the right people here and the right people gone. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of great comments. Thank you so much. Keep that going. And um, Bubba, are you going to chime in tonight? I don't know what. Well, he's- yeah, okay. I was taking care of some things behind the scenes, but uh, gotcha. All right, and uh, here's another great so, point that go ahead. Alan says, I said it before, I'll say it again. The team bowling yard needs to be advertised on all media, TV, other radio stations on the web, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Of course, exactly. We've got to do a better job of uh, telling people there's a lot of people until a couple weeks ago, it's not just us, but there's a lot of people. They know that there is one, but they don't know a lot about our collective, uh, Team Boneyard. So uh, we need to put a push out there big time on um, everybody because when, when it's all said and done, we can pay players now. And so people are going to, if you want to be 2-9, and 2-10, and ten, then uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's not all NIL. NIL is part of it, but it's not all NIL. We definitely need more money for NIL. But well, that's not I'll, the I'll put it to you this. I'll put it to you this way. That hurt us on O-line last year. It hurt us on other positions on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you cannot argue there's at least six guys on the top oh, of the well, head. The defense that, is fine. The defense is fine. We lost some guys on defense, but that's fine. You know, we replaced them. The, the offensive line, yeah, the NIL hurt us. Yes, we need NIL. But what I'm telling you is it, it, that's not the only reason we're 2-9. and nine. It's not a whole NIL. NIL does help it. Um, again, I'll reference New Mexico State. Um, they, ain't, they ain't, you know, it's the poor school in FBS. The reason they're 9-3 and three, or nine and two, nine and three, um, is because of uh, it's because of coaching. It's because they have Jerry Keel, who was a successful head coach at Minnesota and various other stops. He had to get out of coaching because he had really bad epilepsy. He got that under control. He hired a Division three head coach to be his OC, and uh, they're rolling, man. They just upset Auburn. Um, so it ain't all NIL, but yes, NIL helps. It helps. I uh, I give the NIL. I'm not saying it, it's not one versus the other. You got to have both. You got to have Jimmy's and Joe's, and you got to be able to coach them up. Um, and I think some, I, I said, I think some more creativity this year on offense because of our struggles and our lack of talent. Um, 
you know, could we could have scored a lot more points. I said middle of the year, um, I said a traditional offense ain't going to do shit here this year. I said what we need to do is just put an athlete at quarterback, kind of like what Army does now, or excuse me, Navy does, put an athlete at quarterback and run option. It is what I said middle of the year. And I agreed with you on that. And uh, we had, I mean, there's four games we lost 10 points or less, um, which is unexcusable. Um, we've had how many drop passes? We've had wide receivers running the same routes, two guys like about bumping into each other. We've had a, uh, a punter drop the ball yesterday. I mean, everything. Well, you got, you got talented receivers like Jalen Johnson who can't catch a cold this year. I mean, it, it's just. And yesterday, and that, goes, he, and, that, and, and that all goes to coaching. That ain't got nothing to do with NIL. That's but coaching, and, and co- that goes to the coach. You got to execute a play. You, it goes by. It goes both ways, though, man. You got to have people. You can be the best coach in the world, and it, they they also have to. They also have to execute the plays too. It works both ways. I agree yeah, with but you. I'm just, we're, we're, we're talking about. I'm saying NIL ain't got nothing to do with Jalen Johnson not performing. Right, but I'm saying, but it is important to have. We're going to have to have at least a million dollars to compete in American. I say it's going to be more like three, um, to be really honest, if we want to win championships. I, 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 I agree with you again on NIL, but I, I don't want you to keep acting like that that is the only thing that has that, 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 that the NIL is to fix. You, okay, Navy's got five wins. You know how much NIL, NIL money they Zero. get? Zero. Exactly. I know that, but at the same time, at the same time, we've lost, we lost the, if you look at our offensive line this year, I will say this, I was wrong about two things this year, and I will tell you what I was wrong about. I thought the offensive line, we would be better. I didn't say we'd be great, but I thought we'd, we'd be a lot better than we were. Did not happen. If you look at that line yesterday, it looks like a complete wall. And I was talking to somebody today, and I've heard it so many times. We don't get a push on the offensive line. So why do we – Mike Houston needs to have a good offensive line to have a running game. Um, you know, everybody can say about why is this these running backs not getting yards. It's because we don't get the push. and It's like a wall. It's like a complete wall. Well, well Dave, again, I'll, I'll go back to coaching again. Um, you <sighs> – you, 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 you don't have, to, have nothing to do with coaching, huh? Struther and Jones have nothing to do with coaching. You don't have well, you well, yes, yes, it if how if, do they have the it was, it was an IL. No, listen to what, yeah, I'm but saying. no, they've been lured, I, lured away. I got, I got, I got a point I'm, I'm trying to make here. If, if you, if you don't run that kind of offense. Um, if you run something that takes bigger splits, um, like uh, like like a Riley style offense, that's what I want. Yeah, I agree you know, with you. You Why don't not? have to have as talented an offense. What the what we do on offense, the shit we do on offense, takes so long to develop. It you really have to run the ball and be able to 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 to, to play off play action, and the offensive linemen are in real tight. If you have an offense that's based on Getting the ball out fast, right? And the offensive linemen take wider splits. You don't have to have as talented offensive linemen. We are never at ECU. We never have, except back in the nineties, have had these prolific offensive linemen. It's not Agreed. going to happen. You have to run a system that is conducive to long-term success at East Carolina, 
And that's what I'm saying. It ain't all yes. Losing those players to NIL and they were lured away, yes, that sucked. But what I'm saying is had we had a, a different system in place, we wouldn't be as reliant on having such talented offensive linemen. We could do more with less. None of those offensive lines that Ruffin had would be able to succeed in the offense Houston's running. It wouldn't work. So what I'm telling, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, it's on coaching also. You have to run a scheme that fits the players you can get at your university. This is, I agree with you. I can, I see what you're saying. I agree with you on that because I've been calling for when we were doing, uh, when we were spreading things out and doing like more of an air raid under Riley. That was uh, not only a lot of fun, but you take that in the defense. I don't know if the defense being, but the defense has played really well this year. And you look at, when you look at Houston, this is the, look, this, uh, this is a situation right now with uh, Houston. This is the worst year. Look at all, look at his career. High school, college, worst year ever. So I, I next year, um, he is going to take a deep look. Remember when uh, 2017, when we didn't make uh, the NCAA's with baseball, Cliff Godwin said that was the best thing that ever happened to him because it gave him a chance to reevaluate everything. He overhauled everything, and with Houston, he saw this year that I, I'm just telling you, he saw this year. That with the offense, that offense is not going to work. And I do believe that if they could have, they would have changed. And I will say this to, to uh, not beat up the coaches on one thing. I do think they were stubborn. I've said that many times. Um, I do think that we all know that you can't put a new offense in in the middle of the season. Um, and it sucks because I wish we could. I wish we could go back. And uh, there are a lot of games where we could go back and have a mulligan and do over. But that's not reality. That's not life. Um, but I do think that um, you'll see a new offense next year, and you do you will see um, unless we play really bad against. Uh, that's a possibility. If we play really bad against Tulsa, um, then he will be fired. But otherwise, he's not going to be fired, and we may have one more year. So I hope everybody will just take a deep breath. That's what I want everybody to do. Let's not do the confer years. It's been um, somebody said made a great point today earlier this afternoon. We have had eight years of our fans against each other and Comfer and uh, State and, I don't and think Montgomery. Very against each other right now. I think we're all pretty, pretty. pretty no, it's not. No, that's no, it's not. I'm telling you, there are a lot. There are people that want Houston to stay, and well, there are people that can't. It's a if scapegoat to put everything on Houston too. Huh? It's a scapegoat to put everything on Houston as well. They well, you who have. Should, who, who should we put it on? Santa Claus. <laughs> no, the players also have to execute. It's a hand-in-hand thing. It's the look. I'm not going. I blame the person in charge making 2.4 million dollars a year. I'll do it every day. I'll do it every time. And that th- that's who that's who. You're the head coach. You're the man in charge. You're the man making the big bucks. The blame lies just solely on your shoulders. You recruited those players. You developed those players. Your assistant coaches you hired recruited it those is. players. Developed those players. Right. It is. The they also have to go out there. They also have. I agree with all you guys saying that. I agree with you. I'm not saying he shouldn't take responsibility. I'm just also saying that Houston can't catch a pass. He can't throw a pass. He can't run the ball. So you also have to, um, uh, Elliot, I love you. Um, but I'm telling you guys, it works both ways. I'm be- Speaking of our show, I'm being objective here because you can't put everything on Houston and the coaches, and you can't put everything on the players. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you. 
I put it on. I put it on the guy. Well, yeah, because it's like go coach the team. Go coach the team. And you go coach the team. Oh, and twelve. You go coach a pass. Go catch a pass. Do you want to blame Jalen Johnson? No, I'm just saying it's okay. It's okay to fire Donnie, but it's not okay to fire Mike. I didn't say that. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I I blame the guy in charge. I said more than that. I blame I blame John Gilbert. Do you want me to blame somebody else? I blame John Gilbert. I always blame the people at top. You always punch up. Never punch down. I always punch up. Right. So I, I'm good. gonna get, I'm gonna blame the guy making two point four million. That's East Carolina, baby. We always punch up. That's right. who we are. I and know. That's and, what I and do. This is, and I've heard people say this is worse than Montgomery. It's not. It's not. Look at. Let me tell you something. The people well, that are defending he never Montgomery, went two and ten. He didn't. But look at the scores. Look at the scores. Remember Memphis and remember the players. Remember the players who gave up and they laid down. For Montgomery, they laid. They literally laid Boy, down. You, you can say that the offensive players might have quit. We, we, they quit. The they quit. quit on him. The offensive no, they, players look like they quit to me. No, they have. Really? Okay. No, they have not. This team. This well, just is a minute not, ago, you were talking about how the players have to catch passes. They do. I'm being fair to both. There's blame to go around for everyone. That's my point. Everybody wants to have opinion. That's fantastic. Um, just uh, justice. I love you to death. But nine and twenty-six is not Houston's record. Nine and twenty-six. Remember that nine and twenty-six. It's not as bad as John Thompson, who won three games in two years. This three man, losing seasons in five years. Okay, and also, do you remember Kyle? Um, everybody's praising Houston in December last year. Do you remember the first bowl win in ten years? We're not Auburn. <laughs> we are not Alabama. But this is so funny that people are so bandwagon with this program. It is incredible. Nobody's bandwagon. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you're a real fan, stand by your program. Stand Stand by by your program. Make sure you kiss their ass. <laughs> no, uh, look, this no. Is, bandwagon look. means you decide means when you're fan. winning. When bandwagon you're winning, suddenly I feel like I'm at Bob's UNC Country fan. Bunker and bandwagon Blues means you're <laughs> No, winning, fan. winning, you you're great. Everything is great. We're losing. When we're losing, you want to jump ship. You want to jump ship. Bandwagon fans when they're giving money to NIL. When they're giving money to the Pirate Club. When they're buying tickets, and you want to call people bandwagon fans. Because Mike, I don't owe Mike Houston a motherfucking thing. Mike Houston's an employee of the motherfucking university. I help pay his salary by donating to the Pirate Club, and I do I'm too. not a bandwagon anything. I'll when be there when next he, Saturday. When you're, when you're I'll winning, be there next hey, Saturday. Winning, I'm not a Mike Houston fan. I am an East Carolina fan. I'm an East Carolina fan too. I, I support the university. If, if Mike Houston's the head coach. If, if 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 we resurrect Tom Osborne from the grave and he's head coach, I'm an East Carolina fan. So to to, to call people bandwagon because they don't agree, I'm done too. <laughs> oh man, Bubba, are you back? I guess not. Um, but no, I just want people to understand that Bubba, you're back. <laughs> we lost in the first time in the history of the program. We lost Kyle. Um, he got so mad, but you know what? I'm just simply saying, look, everybody has an opinion. That's fantastic in this country right now. And I'm not going to go on up, but 
nobody, you don't have to agree with everyone. Why in this country, the same thing with here, because I'm not saying fire Houston, fire Houston, come on, we're going to fire Houston and yell and scream on pirate radio. I'm not listening to the fifth quarter anymore. Sorry. I love everybody at pirate radio, but I'm not listening to anyone because they want negative calls. Coach Houston told them stop having all the negative calls and that's, and they didn't listen. They just want to keep having yelling people and screaming at people. And well, that's that, not what our fans. As far as that's about. concerned, Dave, I mean, I mean, people are in, people are entitled to their opinion, and I'll disagree. You know, I don't think Pirate Radio uh, wants the negative calls. Now, when some of the negative makes- calls happen, when no, I'll say when some of the negative calls happen, you no, know, yeah, they're going to have the some of the best calls. You know. But um, they would much rather the Pirates be successful. Well, and, yes. uh, you know, and you know, like I do, that uh, you're going to have a, a lot of those calls, you know, when the results are what they are and the offense has been what it has been uh, this year. So historically bad, um, you know, people are going to call in and say a lot of things, some which make sense uh, and more often than not, things that don't make sense. But uh, um, I, I really, I highly respect, um, and I know you were talking about the callers more so, um, or if not solely, um, but uh, really respect the opinions of Jason Nichols and, and Marcus yeah, I'm Crandall. Not, I'm not knocking. Like I said, yeah, I, I know you weren't addressing them whatsoever. You're talking about the, the callers, but um it's easy. Look. I really enjoyed the the analysis of of yeah. Jason Nichols and Marcus Crandall and now Billy Weaver and Claire Shirley. Yeah. I'm not knocking. Mm-hmm. Let me make that very clear. I'm not knocking them at all. I know them personally. They're great people, so I'm not trying to knock them. And they do a great job. I'm just simply saying, look, it's like this. Nobody is happy being two and nine. We are pirates. We have a lot of pride. That's fantastic. I don't want to ever be at a university where people don't care. Um, that is true. We are frustrated. Like Elliot said, yes, we are. We are angry. I'm angry too. It's not like I'm happy or like I'm delusional, like, oh, everything is great. I'm not saying that. I'm just simply saying, let's all come together. Let's support this program. Let's support the players. And look, give more to NIL, give more to the Pirate. We, um, I was told that, um, Bubba, I was told that the um, baseball facility, the expansion is fully uh, funded. I don't know if that's true. I've got to check into that. If um Justin, I think you knew that, right? Or um I believe Justin told us or definitely. But uh anyway. Well, I, 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 you said as far as baseball? Yeah. I've been hearing that off the I, there was another one of our friends in our chat that said that it's fully And, and you, you said the building, correct? Yeah, the expansion. Right. Um I, I heard an inter- heard Stephen Igo's interview on 943 the game with Cliff last Tuesday and he said that um you know that no, we're still. We're I want to say about four and a half or five million raised out of the necessary seven million. Okay, so yeah. Still, all right. So, but but I will highlight. You know, here within the last several weeks, um, we had a one hundred thousand dollar gift uh, to the Pirates oh, oh, Unite uh, for that building from former Pirate uh, infielder Mike Harrington. So I uh, really appreciate him and um the name of his. Um, his business Earl down Morton. in Wilmington is escaping me, but um, he's going to be he's going to be on the podcast here 
in the um, in the next few weeks. Uh, he's already agreed to come on. Very excited about it, uh, and you know, want to take a trip down memory lane to talk about his career and uh, his generosity toward the program, and then uh, yeah, also Earl Boykin. Uh, you know, hats yeah. off to Earl. Had the opportunity to get to know Earl on a personal level um, because he's a good friend of uh, Mike Radford, our family friend there in Wilson. And of course, um, what I guess is what just boy was it Boykin's sporting goods or his sporting yeah. good. Yeah. That was his sporting in, good uh, business. Yeah. And Wilson and uh, they were, they're great to the community there in Wilson. I'm not sure if they still have that open because I know he passed away. Um, but Earl Boykin sports uh, there. Um, it'll come to me right near Professor O'Cool's, uh, O'Cool's in Wilson. So uh, they've been there for a number of years. Um, and um, let's see. Oh, Chuck says, am I a part of the Greenville Mafia? No, I'm absolutely not. Um, or I would have probably had an email about my gift to the baseball program uh, for the expansion. Uh, another question is, uh, Elliot asks, Dave, why does Pirate Boneyard uh, team Boneyard use PayPal. Don't they charge a 4% fee that adds up money we're losing? I'd rather have it come out of my checking account each month. I think you, Bubba, can't you do it out of your checking account? I think PayPal was just an easier way, but I think they can uh, check with them on that. I'm not 100%, but I thought there was a way that you can write a check. and You, you can. can. Um, yeah. If you go to, and we'll prov- or do our best to provide that information on the screen before the end of the show for our viewers. But, um, but yes, you can obviously, like Dave said, PayPal, um, debit card, credit card, or you can write a check and they, and they have the, the mailing address. All right. And then uh, Justin Butt says, guys, keep supporting the Pirates. There'll be better days ahead. Amen to that. Um, and uh, so let's see. There might, um, Justin's saying there might be a few loose ends to tie up, but as far as I know, we have the funds. He's talking about, baseball expansion but i think that cliff would know i mean i heard that we were a little short on that so um for the baseball expansion uh to answer the question about paypal and team boneyard uh paypal does charge you a fee the merchant a fee but depending on the level of the merchant they can kind of not have that fee waived but they kind of play a pay fat a flat fee monthly versus four percent off every transaction all right. Thank you, Kyle, for that. In fact, um, you, like I said, you can also the what's the name of the um, if you want a tax deductible um, donation is uh, Pitt County. What is that? Oh, my God. There's a link right there. There's, there's a link. You click at teamboneyard.org. You can okay. just click to donate as an individual or business or you can click to make it tax, dedu- tax deductible and just follow the process uh, on Team Boneyard. When you go to teamboneyard.org, those are the first two things you'll see on the screen. Donate as an individual or business, donated as an individual or business for a tax deductible write off. And then you just click whichever link you want. All right. It's parents for public schools of Pitt County. I found it. All right. That's why I, I couldn't think of the. Um, that's how you get the uh, tax deductible uh, donation. And uh, they, in fact, like Kyle said, this businesses, or if you want to make the contribution on the left side and then the right side of that is uh, the tax deductible one for, again, the parents. For public schools of Pitt County, so there you go. They added that this year. Ah, they just added that recently, like within the last six weeks. They've been well. They've been talking about it for a good while. I know. Yeah, um, but I mean the, the the easy button, the link there oh, okay. on the website. 
All right. And pay B pays. What's up, bro? He says business account with uh, P- PayPal can also be used for tax deductions for business. Okay. And let's see. Oh, um, <laughs> Justin says, of course they won't never tell if it's fully funded. That's more money they can get. <laughs> We're talking about the baseball expansion. So, um, just keep giving. Uh, that's the most important thing. And then, uh, Chuck is asking about, uh, who distributes the funds to the players? Will the money be put to the player, your choice, um, so right now, I know you can actually give to um, an individual sport, right, Kyle? Like football, basketball. Yeah, you don't have to go through Team Boneyard. If you want to give, you 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 can contact. There's a compliance person with the university. Uh, we we had deals last year with players on our own for the podcast. Ryan Jones. Right. Um, so uh, Jira Wilson. Yeah. Um, if if you give to the collective, I, I think it's kind of a um, need the board basis. Decides. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you want to, if you want to give on your own to a player, you can't just hand him money. Uh, he's got to be doing something. So um, who asked that? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, actually Chuck. Chuck, let's say you wanted to make sure. Um, give me a give me a defensive player. Um, uh, Ravel. Let's Sharon say you Ravel. want. Let's say you want to Ravel to stay, uh, and let's say you own a car dealership. Uh, you could have him do commercials for you for a hundred grand a year, for example. Yep. Uh, you you could just do that yourself without going through the collective. You can do that straight through a compliance officer. And department. like B Peg says, you can give direct to a sport if you ask them to. Uh, Correct. So yeah. there are people that, uh, for example, there are people. I thought we were talking nil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. In fact, you can. Um, let's say that you're a fan of Cliff Godwin and you love the baseball team, and you that's where you want your money to go. For NIL, you can actually tell them, um, like, for for example, for Team Boneyard, I know you could say, I want it to the baseball team, and um, they will give that. I did not see that option, um, at least with the monthly giving options. Now, you have uh, to get up. Maybe you can get up with them, but they did. I know they've talked about it. Like the sport I'm sure legal. for major gifts, um, giving, I'm sure that's the case, but if you just click the easy button on yeah, the website, I don't know about it. it does not give you that option. No, I haven't seen that up there, but they um, – and it's uh, it's one of those things we're having to all learn because it's something that's only been in existence what almost two and a half years. So, um, yeah. in fact, uh, Justin says he does it for baseball all the time. I know you're a baseball guy, Justin. So, Justin, makes... how do you go about that? That 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 would uh that would help uh, a lot of people oh, want to know. Pace said you have to call and tell them, so you pick up the phone and now call them team meeting Boneyard. team Boneyard or them meeting yeah. our compliance officer at ECU, Pace. I think he's talking about the – I thought he was talking about Team Boneyard, but I'm not 100%. Let us know, Pace. Um, but they have. They were talking about that. Doug Gomes was talking about that. Boneyard is what he's saying. Yeah, I'll put it up there. Okay. Um, so you have to call them and specify. If not, that's what they said. Thank you, Pace and um, Kyle. Y'all both may trigger that. So if you don't – in other words, if you don't – like for us, when I'm giving $50 a month, for example – it, mine goes into a general fund and they decide the board decides where it goes or, you know, if there's different deals, but you can call them up and say, I want to give this to the football team. I want to give this to the basketball team, or you can have, they, and, and I don't think you have to give straight to the collective again. I, I you're Bubba, right about that. You, call. Bubba, do you have the, the, the compliance officers information? There's a lady. I can't remember her name. No. Yeah. Elliot said he didn't know NIL existed until we started about oh, talking about him. Oh. <laughs> oh, he says he goes, Justice said as he goes through the compliance. 
Yeah, okay. Justin, Justin, do you have that contact information for the compliance officer? Since you, that would be helpful for people that don't want to give straight to Team Boneyard that want to give directly to the program or to the university or to an individual player. Uh, if you have that contact information. Yeah, because you could actually uh, let's yeah, say. But- Go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. The senior associate AD for compliance is Alex Keddie, uh, K-E-D-D-I-E. And, uh, and Alex is who I communicated with um, regarding, you know, our NIL deals last season with Ryan Jones and, uh, and Jaira Wilson. Is that Keddie E at ECU.edu or Keddie A rather? Probably, but I'll, I'll confirm and put it in the comments section. We'll put it on the screen. Okay. All right. And and basically what you can do, Kyle, as you know, you could actually, like you said, you can, if you have money and you want to keep a player, if you want to sponsor a player, um, you can do that. 50000 a big amount. If you want to uh, go in the backyard and get the treasure chest, uh, 25000 10000 whatever, you can do that and say, you know, um, the university can't pay the, you know, the. No, I mean, you, 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 if there's a quarterback in the portal, I mean, theoretically, uh, you, you can talk to our compliance officer and say, "Hey, I got fifty grand. If Mike Houston uh, wants to give this quarterback a, a, a you know, that I want a shot, and Houston then could determine if he wants to take your money and uh, and and get that quarterback." Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, it doesn't all have. You know, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. It's the wild west yeah. now, baby. I know. I know. Last year, before Keaton Mitchell made his announcement, you know. Um, from very good sources um, there in Birmingham at the bowl game, you know, um, there was there were, we had a major donor in in Raleigh, you know, who was coming forth, you know, just going going um, you know to the universe. Well, I guess I think maybe he was going through Team Boneyard, but either way, he was going to you know pay Keaton Mitchell thirty thirty five to forty grand uh, specifically designated for him. Uh, let's see. Penny. Yep. And um, Pays makes a great point. We have to worry about Harold uh, getting picked by another team being our defensive coordinator and losing some defensive players in NIL. Exactly. Uh, Ravel is one, Bubba, that we know that's uh, probably the top of the list. Uh, if you didn't know, if you're just joining us, um, Monday, December 4th is when the transfer portal opens. Um, so go ahead and give. In fact, I believe that's why, you know, John Gilbert, we're going to have a huge push this December uh, for NIL. Um, and by the way, Justin says uh, that he's fixing to working with uh, Faison, uh, Faison as well for basketball. He's a local Goldsburg kid um, that's going to be really good. Um, and then Elliot's going back to football. He says, do we have a quarterback for next year? We're going to have to go. Uh, Kyle can tell you we're going back to the transfer portal. Bubba? The, um, the plan if Houston stays is to take two from the portal, either one portal, one JUCO, and plus hopefully the the kid from Kentucky, which was Donnie Kirkpatrick legacy recruit. Yep. Um, hopefully he keeps his high school recruit or commitment. Um, so uh, right now, Ty Keyes, former uh, starting quarterback at Southern Miss, who was very injury prone during his limited time at Southern Miss, had a great year at the junior college ranks. Um, he has an official visit, I believe, this coming weekend, Bubba, against Tulsa, if you can confirm that. Um if, if it's not this weekend, it's sometime soon. Uh, and then we'll be looking for a quarterback in the portal once it opens up. Chuck says where he's worried about yep. losing defensive uh, lineman J.D. Lampley. Well, you know first what? of all, Char- 
as far as Chuck Saeed's question, or excuse me, Elliott's question and then Chuck Saeed's comment um, regarding the quarterback position. Ty Keys is that Juco quarterback. If Kyle did not reference him by name, I I, 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 well, I, I knew, I, okay, I knew you referenced to, I, I just wasn't sure if you mentioned his name. I, I heard you mention him, but Ty Keys is his name. And uh, I believe it's Northwest Mississippi Junior College, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. The right. same, same Juco where Gardner Minshew was from. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And uh, with, with Ty Keys, He's someone that uh, very highly touted I mean, coming coming out of uh, Mississippi in high school, went to Southern Miss, had a little playing time uh, and showed some promise. I, I'd say more developmental than – I mean, he's not someone that I, I don't think we would be bringing in, um, you know, to – I mean, yes, obviously we'd we'd love for him to be the guy, but you know, he was not so much the proven commodity um, as if if we're bringing someone in that you know had previous starting experience. No, he will not uh, be the only quarterback we're bringing in. Correct, so, and uh, and then to Chuck Saez's comment, he he references Cole Hodge, the high school quarterback from from Louisville. Um, that was one that. Donnie Kirkpatrick was very instrumental in his recruitment as well as his brother's uh, recruitment. Um, his brother, whose first name is escaping me, is a, is a wide receiver. So it will be very interesting to see if um, you know he, he doesn't indeed become a pirate now or if uh, he may reopen his recruitment uh, with the news that Coach Kirkpatrick is not going to be with the program any longer. Yeah, but uh, I, I – um... It'll be interesting to see whether Houston is here or not. Uh, whoever the offensive coordinator and or offensive coordinator he coaches, we, he, he, let's say Houston stays and we hire the offensive coordinator. Um, let's just pretend like we hire the offensive coordinator for New Mexico State, just for the hell of it. Tim Beck's his name, not to be confused. Tim Beck, former offensive coordinator at NC State, currently the head coach of Coastal. Let's just pretend like we hire Tim Beck and, and, and maybe Tim could bring uh, the, the offensive coordinator to New Mexico State. Maybe he could bring his quarterback with him from New Mexico State. That kind of thing happens now. So sometimes when you're hiring that offensive coordinator or head coach, um, you got to look at who he can bring with him. It's strange to say that, but that's the world we live in now. It's exactly what NC State did. Yeah. 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 Yep. JR says Grant Wells, who played at Virginia Tech and Marshall, and Tyler Buckner, um, Notre Dame and Alabama are legitimate targets, in my opinion. And he said they are both entering the portal. So those are two quarterbacks that he has an eye on. And, uh, hey, um, we'll take a, definitely a look after the quarterback play this year. Um, everything's yeah. on the table. Yeah, Grant Wells is an interesting prospect. Uh, very much a mixed bag with him at Marshall outside of a game or two where he may have thrown like three or four interceptions. Um, by and large, you know, he had a lot of success with the herd. Um, and then once he transferred to Virginia tech really struggled. So, um, so that's an intriguing one that's, that's worth, uh, considering for sure. And I, I'm certainly aware of Tyler Buckner, of course, um, Notre Dame's offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese became the OC at Alabama and Buckner went with him. So uh, that will that will be uh, 
interesting to to see uh, if if uh, either of them are considered. Um, and he says he only has one year remaining though. Uh, and and um, and then uh, B pays references uh, a kid from Texas Tech. I, I guess it's perhaps Tyler's show. Um, S H O U G H. Um, he's he said he's a previous four four star quarterback for for what that's worth. I know. Yeah, you bring in somebody with one year of eligibility left. If you bring that him in with say a Tykees, then you hope you develop Ty over the next year, and it, it, it doesn't so much matter. Um, you would like to bring a guy in and be the starter for the next three years, but or two years at least, but. Um, if you got a guy that's talented with one year of eligibility left and you bring him yeah. in with play a tie keys, I think you could, you know, you could make that work. Ellie was hey, asking, is Jeter going to stay? I, I think he still stays, don't you guys? I don't know. It's hard to know. Who knows? Yeah, I really don't have, just honestly don't have a pulse on that. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I was, I was going to kind of say what you did. Who knows? I mean, he, I, from what I understand, he's nowhere near ready to play. So, um, if he enters the portal, you know, where's he going to go? Um, if, if we, bring, have, in, if we bring in three quarterbacks, um, two, two portal Juco combination, uh, one high school, um, I don't, you know, that would be, I don't know if they'll stay or not. Um, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Alex Flynn, do you guys think, uh, I've had a lot of people. Flynn's done. Flynn's done. He's, he's going to be a doctor. I mean, yeah. I don't. He would have had and to put up Joe Montana numbers probably to decide to come back for another year. And the fact that he's almost done with his MBA. So not only does he have a college degree, the undergrad, he also has, I think he's finishing up pretty soon with the MBA, right? Right. He's and he, he planned on going to medical school. So he needs yeah. to start that as soon as possible. It takes forever. Yeah. So, um, and it doesn't necessarily as nice as it would be to get a guy that is a, not even necessarily a, a full-time starter this year, but a guy that, that has a significant body of work and maybe a part-time starter that's had some success and maybe suffering an injury, or, you know, or whatever the case may be. Uh, also, don't forget about the JUCO ranks. Look at the success that App State's had with Joey Aguilar uh, yeah. out of one of those California JUCOs. Uh, you know, they brought him in. Um, you know, he was in a competition with the uh, high school a guy that had been in the program there at App State uh, named Ryan Berger. Uh, I think he was perhaps, um, you know, came out of the high school ranks in South Carolina, maybe the same year as Mason, or maybe he's a little bit younger than Mason. But it looked like it was, well, actually Berger did win the job, and then Berger got injured. And then Aguilar, um, here he is uh, as the starter, 64% of his passes complete. Right at three thousand yards, twenty nine touchdowns, eight interceptions. So that's that's an example of a guy that uh, that we could have per- pursued out of the the JUCO ranks. Um, not necessarily him, but someone like that. And yeah, the fact that the and FCS quarterbacks entering the portal is something I would also point out. All the above, absolutely, all the above, and. Um, obviously with Flynn gone, we pretty much think that Garcia is going to transfer right to like FCS is my guess. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, would he be interested in a position change? I've wondered about that too, tight end or a different position. I wondered. 
I, I don't know. Uh, that, that's, that's something I'm curious to find out. Um, and we'll, I guess we will over the next uh, and, week or two. And as far as what Kyle's saying, you know, obviously, I mean, you think about some of the tremendous FCS quarterbacks, you know, down through the years, um, you know, be it, be it Tony Romo or, I mean, you know, is so many, so many others, uh, and you, you got to be open-minded and, uh, you know, not, not think, well, Hey, th- this guy's, and I know, you know, most coaches will do that. They, they can recognize if a guy, if a guy's a player, but, um, you know, you have all all sorts of situations um, where guys get overlooked, and you, I mean, look at Kurt Warner. I mean, the guy was bagging groceries, and then uh, and then next thing you know, he's a Super Bowl champion. So, yeah, uh, no doubt about it. In fact, uh, help me out, guys, on this. Uh, Elliot's asking, how long is the transfer portal open? Is it a couple weeks? They've they've shortened the time. No, I believe there's two periods. Oh, there I got it right here. Yep, it's December fifth. They're saying December fifth through January the eighteenth, and April fifteenth through April the thirtieth. Okay, so there you go. That's for this. Uh, um, well, yeah, I knew uh, that second yeah, window weeks. had been shortened, uh, like like you said, to essentially two weeks. Yeah, I mean it's not but, a lot, but. We'll see how it goes. And then you also have to remember that we talk about this all the time. And Kyle, you brought this up uh, back two years ago, I think, whenever the portal started, is that just because you enter the portal, you can be in the portal and then you're like in no man's land where it doesn't necessarily mean, like the cliche goes, the grass is always greener. So you can end up in the portal and nobody pick you up. Um, about 60%. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm snacking while I'm doing the show here. About 60% of kids that enter the portal are never picked up by another school. Thank you. I knew it was a high number. I didn't know the percentage, but yes. So it, it is, a it is, and there's times when things don't work out. We understand that. If they're guys that won't play in time and Coach Houston says, hey, uh, whoever the coach, whatever, says, hey, uh, this isn't working out, uh, but uh, then, you know, we, we got this other school we're going to help you out with. You're a great guy. We appreciate your time as a pirate. You worked really hard. Um, no harm, no foul. Then that's one thing. Um, but that sometimes we have parents and different people back home. They're saying, man, you're a great player. You should be playing in Alabama. And you're like, okay. Um, but anyway, let's see. Uh, Pace has another one for us. Uh, keep an eye out on uh, Davius Richard. He's a quarterback from NC uh, Central. Could be a grad QB guy. Okay, Pace. Hey, like I said, I'm – this is like an open tryout, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, like you said, Bubba, like uh, like Kurt Warner bagging groceries. If there's some guy out Lane's there. Gonna that, be who, who's the right fit for the offense? What kind of offense right. are we going to be running? Uh, can the new offensive coordinator or whoever bring quarterback with them? I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of variables. Yeah, we can just throw out names of, of quarterbacks, but we don't even know what system we're going to be running. Great point. That is a great point because it do, that does – matter tremendously here's a baseball question irving asked are there plans to extend the left field seating what are the upgrades huge potential to make clark leclerc than um one of the finest college baseball facilities in the country has got to be top 15 now no doubt it's uh there's like a there's a uh, observation deck kind of like what dowdy ficklin has uh there's some uh it's not a lot of seating 
And I, I think what John Gilbert said is that if uh, people are only going to come to a few of the games, you don't want to add a whole bunch of seating because we, the last two years we've sold out. Bubba, help me out. Is it 2,300? 20, no, it's like maybe 2,700 season tickets. Um, it's a lot the last two years. So you want to make it where you don't want to like, like, uh, like when you have uh, diamonds, you don't want to make it where the supply is so like there's a supply of diamonds everywhere, the same way with tickets or seats. So I think what we have right now is good, but I'm, I'm not sure how many seats, if you will, that we'll have. But the observation deck, there will be some additional people that on that left field side that will um, be able to do that. It would be great. We'll see. And uh, James says, by the way, Kyle, Ty Keys will be huge if he signs with you guys. Yeah, I know James is really big on Ty Keys. He he um he he's he was really thought he was a talented kid, thought he had played behind the worst, excuse me, the worst offensive line in Southern Miss history, which is one of the reasons he stayed so hurt there. So um I trust James's opinion, evaluation of talent. So if James, you know, the key is can he stay healthy? And by I the will way, say I will say very quickly about Ty Keys, sorry, Dave, that true. with the uh, limited amount of film I have seen on Ty Keys, I could see him, you know, being very good in a you know in a Rich Rodriguez style of offense, um, because he's he's extremely athletic and uh so James also said Seth Luttrell needs to be your OC. He says uh that will make your Offense yeah, it's the top twenty. Yes, Seth Luttrell is the guy that we're all big. That's on. my number one. Yep. Well, James is the one who uh, recommended Seth Luttrell to me. I said James is a great idea. Then I went to Bubba about it, and we've all discussed it since. Um, Seth is currently uh, a analyst at Oklahoma. Before that, was the head coach at North Texas. Before that, was offensive coordinator for Larry Fedora at UNC. He run a very up tempo style offense. Texas Tech. He was also with uh, Mike Leach, right? Yeah. Um, so he, he runs the ball more than a leech did. It's more of a, it's, it's more of a fedora style offense, but, uh, he would be great. I just don't know if Houston's open to go in that wide open and, and who knows if Trail would want the job, but I sure, hope he, I sure hope he gets a phone call. What about Larry Fedora? Um, he's got a coaching, but yeah, what, from what I've been told, Larry, Larry does not want to coach at the college level again. He's, he's happy. Uh, I think he coached in the uh, USFL last year, and he's happy doing that. Matt Redmond said, the job is open. That makes it much easier to get a transfer. A guarantee last year makes the season uh, much different. And uh, here's – JR is the best. He said his friends – his nephew is friends with Tyler. Is that uh, Shuff? I know H-O-U-G-H is Huff. So I was trying to uh, – it's either Show or Shuff. Um, but anyway, he said, I just talked to him. He says Tyler wants to go to San Diego State if they hire a high-profile high-profile offensive-minded coach. As you know, Brady Hoke is retiring. Um, I guess uh, we'll see who, who, who will be that. Um, in fact, Irving says Fedora will be awesome. He's one that's been like a one that um, a doubtful. Fedora would be awesome, but I don't think he'll come back to college coaching. Yeah. Um, but again, you get a very similar offense with um, Seth. Uh, yeah, we need to have something basically. Seth Luttrell, what we to... You get a very similar offense. Hey, hey. Seth, he was Fedora's offensive coordinator. Hey, Kyle, we just we need to tell we need to tell Houston 
Uh, you want to keep your job? All right, do an air raid. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an air raid. It just needs I know, to be, I know. It needs I'm just to be a spread. I'm being silly. I'm being silly. a lot silly. of creativity. I'm I'm being silly, but uh, Fedora would be one that uh, would be on my list. I I wouldn't put that. I wouldn't uh, hold my breath. Um, but he's one that uh, we talked about. Uh, we Seth Latrell. Uh, we talked about uh, Kerwin Bell. Would he come up? I doubt that would happen. As and the son, his son's his OC. Right? And is he ready to move up? Man, you know, can to, to call offense on his own um, of Western Carolina. And that's another thing. You know, most of uh, Houston's background is in the FCS ranks. Would we be looking at a FCS OC? I'm okay with that if he's if he's yeah. President Explosive Offense. Yeah, I don't care where they come from. I just want to have it with. Uh, do that. Uh, here's another one. Pay says, "Would Latrell Scott come back?" Well, from he I, I, I'm sure he would. I mean, uh, Maryland's kind of struggled. Um, well, I don't know how, how bad have they struggled since? Uh, did someone get fired? What happened with the someone situation? Let me look. I'll look it for you right now. Latrell Scott's a good coach. Um, I yeah, think no uh, I think our offense would have been better with him here. I don't think that's the answer either. Um, well, he is a good coach. I, I, he, he, Houston needs – if Houston stays, he needs to hire a proven offensive coordinator that the mm-hmm. fans are going to get excited about. Yeah, right now, by the way, Kyle, they're 3-5 and five in the Big Ten and 6-5 and five overall is Maryland's record. Yeah, I just know they were rolling at one point. Early I, was I was curious what happened with someone after the DWI. So uh, – Justin says they're donors willing to pay. Um, and there's no question about that. Hey, um, he, uh, he agrees, Kyle. He says, uh, Scott leaving hurt us. No doubt, man. There's no doubt about that. Someone is doing Wendy's commercials now. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's going to be, uh, as the story plays out, as far as offensive coordinator, I have a, Feeling, don't you guys, that we'll find out something? I would, I would suspect, um, Houston has this isn't the f- yes, I mean, excuse me, today is not the first day that Houston's thought about this decision. Um, and if you're a, a Kyle, we've talked about this as long as we've done the show. If you're an athletic director, you already have five coaches or 10 coaches in your pocket, um, who you would like to hire. And the same thing with, with, um, Coach Houston, I'm sure he's got a whole bunch of people, um, that right now that he's thinking about as offensive coordinator at the FC le- FCS level, as Kyle said, FBS uh, eight, um, level. And um, probably a uh, great point by Pace. He's probably using his agent to help, no doubt, Pace. Uh, great point. Um, but this, this process, um, the thing is, like we said, we couldn't change the offense in the middle of the season. We knew this was inevitable um, not to have Donnie. And so now – um, we're going to have to hire a uh, offensive coordinator pretty quick, but at the same time, Kyle, to your point, it's got to be the right fit, and we've got to have. We can't just hire any old person. This has got to for Mike Houston to stay here. If he is a head coach next year, it's got to be a big splash hire, somebody that everybody can rally behind. Well, it can't be just somebody promoted within the program. No, I, well, and it doesn't even have to be a splash hire. It's just got to be a good hire. And you know what I'm. I, I, I don't think Shane Montgomery. I don't think Shane Montgomery is going to do it. And no. Even even if he would do a good job, it's perception, you like just Bubba can't said. Sell it. You just can't sell anybody on it. How about this one? Bring Steve Logan as offensive coordinator. Brandon oh, says, God. 
bad. No, here, uh, Brandon, it's a good idea as far as Coach Logan. Coach Logan doesn't want to be the offensive coordinator um, anywhere um, unless the money would have to be right. He would have a, in his contract that he's not recruiting. Um, so I don't know how many people would uh, sign that, you know, on the dotted line to have. And I don't blame him. Um, he's done so many uh, road trips and been in so many airports and hotels and all that recruiting. I don't blame him at, at this point of his career. Um, he's retired. He's doing a great job with the Logan Zone. I'm joined that every week, Friday on uh, 94.3 The Game. Does a great job in the 5 o'clock hour. Um, let's see. Hey, James just said um, East Tennessee State just fired their head coach, but he was highly regarded offensive coordinator for Furman two years ago. I don't know anything about him, but that's not no, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know nothing about him either, James. I so uh, I don't know if that's a good recommendation or not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. He said, Matt says, bet Logan would recruit a quarterback. Yeah, he definitely would be great to uh, be a quarterback coach or an analyst or something to help us out because Lord knows we definitely need, uh, there's no question about that. Um, Scott Abel, is that right? Abel averaged 30 plus points straight for 10 year plus years, similar to, Coastal's offense, number one rushing offense, top 10 passing efficiency. Uh, so how do you like that? Uh, let's see. Um, Irving Bennett says, tell Steve he can play the Star Spangled Banner on a university purchase Gibson Les Paul and coach is, as he so desires. Not, um, let's don't say we did. Um, the offensive coordinator from Penn State that got fired. Now, they there's a look this year, no excuses. But you look at Alabama, you look at Penn State, there's been a lot of programs that have trouble with two things that we have that we have in common. Offensive coordinator from Penn State did some all right things. Crazy. He made some crazy decisions on play calling. Right. I, I, I don't – I'd have to go back and watch the film. Um, and I'd like to know what he did before he went to Penn State. He could probably bring in a quarterback. No doubt. Anyway, like I said, uh, all as far as a quarterback is concerned, um, you know, offensive line, when it comes to offensive coordinator, um, all hands on deck. Let's make sure this is the right hire. I'm sure Houston will um, will do that. And um, I think that's – and maybe, Kyle, I want to ask you this, Kyle. Do you think if, uh, if Houston had the right – if Houston has the right offensive coordinator, would you be okay with him coming back next year? Um, I'm angry at Houston because I think he let this happen out of arrogance. Right. Uh, if he were to hire somebody like a Seth Luttrell, um, yeah, because I think um, if he let in another thing, if he if he if he's going to give him complete anonymity and control over the offense, yeah, if he makes a hire like that, and we get a big time quarterback in here and a couple good offensive linemen, yeah, I think he could turn it around next year, sure. So uh, to answer your question. In, in a simple way, um, if he makes the right hire, yes. And that's the thing. It's a really important decision. This, the, you know, uh, with the, and you know, we were wondering about the um, defensive coordinator uh, position, and he brings in Blake Harrell, and the defense is just getting better and better every year. Um, I don't know what kind of paycheck do you think, what kind of uh, pays was talking about that? Uh, how much money do you think it's going to take to keep uh, Blake Harrell? Uh, I don't know. It, it depends on what kind of job he gets offered. I mean, I, I you know, um, 
if he gets offered a defense coordinator position in the SEC, it's really not going to matter. Oh, uh, I know that. I know that. I mean, so that's I, it. Just depends on who, how much he wants to be here and who else offers him. Um, so it's hard to put a number on it. Uh, Jr. says Jaquan McMillan just had a nice pick for Denver as they playing Sunday night football. So good to hear. In fact, uh, I know Tyler Sneed is playing in the Grey Cup tonight, and is it Stanley Robert that we also heard? Um, is playing in the Grey Cup uh, tonight uh, for the CFL. Um, so that's awesome. In fact, uh, Bubba is saying that um, two interceptions and two fumble recoveries in the last three weeks for uh, for Jaquan McMillan. So very cool uh, there. Uh, Jay, Jay Cutler says, we are dead last in passing efficiency. Absolutely. There's, like we've said, there's no doubt about it. A huge, an overhaul for the offense is an understatement of the century. Um, and um, like we said, this hire, you better go ahead and get this hire right. And um, we got to do well. Um, are you saying, bust, Justin, are you saying that um, Blake Harrell is gone? I guess that's what he's um, – I think he's gone. Are you, are you talking about Blake Harrell? Or yes, Houston. I think he's talking about Blake Harrell. Um, Elliot Jameson, Elliot's saying, how about App State beating JMU? Especially JMU, the Dukes were undefeated. Um, so they'll have one game left um, with James Madison. And, um, you know, Kirk Signetti is a great coach. Was uh, potentially, obviously potentially one game left. They, um, I, I've heard different things about if there's oh, not really? enough six and six bowl eligible teams, if they would get it over a five and seven team. I heard they wouldn't, and then I've heard they had. But um, I, I don't know. Um, I know the, the Sun Belt has eight bowl eligible teams. I know the American has four. I'd have to go through each league to yeah, see not, if there's going to be enough. Brian B. Pays, my buddy Scott Abel, head coach at Davidson, might want to move up to a B, B, FBS offensive coordinator. He said they average 465 yards yeah, per that's game. That's interesting. And Davidson, um, I believe they're non-scholarship FBS. Um, I believe you're right. Excuse me, non-scholarship FCS. FCS, yes. Football. So um, that's that's. I would. I don't know what he makes, but I couldn't imagine he makes very much. No, and that's a great. Um, I pays. That's another one. That's why we have the Justin, best. Justin, do you have any inside info on um, on Blake Harrell being gone, or is that just your opinion? We we know you're relatively well connected. Yeah, and I'm I'm waiting for you to drive Kyle around the country on equipment the equipment truck. I think that would be really cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, have we heard about an update on the FSU quarterback? I heard that it was really bad the quarterback for Florida State, um, but I have not seen the. Obviously, I didn't see the play, and I don't know exactly what kind of injury. But I did hear about that last night. Um, but I have no idea. On, do you know Kyle? I didn't. I, I, I didn't it. even know about the injury. To be honest with you, after we lost yesterday, except for um, yeah, it was a couple other things I looked at, but I wasn't even aware of the injury. I watched Missouri, Florida. It's um, a, uh, it's a broken leg. Robert says, "Okay, thank you, Robert." It's kind of like I think when um, um, McKenzie, uh, what was the quarterback for UCF? McKenzie, um, oh man, McKenzie Milton, Milton, yeah, you, we, you, you remember we were talking on the phone, Kyle, when that happened, and you were like, "Oh my god!" And we were, I was driving. And I do, yeah, I, I saw, saw it live happen, and I knew it was bad. And um, 
In fact, Robert says it's Joe Theismann. Like, oh, that's not good. Well, and Justin says, by the way, about Blake Harrell, just his opinion. And I, hey, man, that defense has played out of their mind. And you know, um, you would think that with everything going bad, that they would, they're on the field so much, so many three and outs that that defense would be not only tired, but they're just like, good God, how many you know, plays do we have to be out of here? But they have been really, really rock solid. You have to, Blake Carroll and his staff, you got to, and those players, I really hope we can, some of them I know we'll lose, but uh, I think Justin said that we had that comment earlier. Um, but I'm hoping that most of the guys, we can stay. Here's another one. Uh, the quarterback at uh, Western Carolina, Cole Gonzalez, um, would he be looking to, he's looking to move up to, a, are you saying would he? Pays be looking to go up to FBS. Noah's saying make uh, Blake Harrell the head coach. I've heard people say that um, before. If Houston, that was if Houston, you know, obviously was leaving to go to a, another job. I've heard that a couple of years ago. But uh, I love Blake Harrell. He's a great guy. Um, definitely done a heck of a. Um, oh, he's asking. Okay, so Pays is asking, would he? And that being uh, Cole Gonzalez at Western Carolina. I don't know, but, you know, it all comes down, um, like Kyle said, it comes down to the style that we're playing, what offensive coordinator we have, the scheme. Yeah, it's and, hard to uh, say who the quarterback is going to be until we know who the OC is going to be. Yep. So, first, we got to get the – it's the cart before the horse, so we've got to get the offensive coordinator first. And – um do you think we would hear uh, something this week? Do you think Houston's no. already got somebody in mind? I think it's going to be a couple weeks before I, I we don't, know that. I, I think you'll hear rumors, but um, it's the last week of the regular season. You, you got plenty of time for that the following week. Yep, and I think that, it, like I said, I mean, if Houston's not a dumb guy, he's a very smart guy. He, Kyle, we talk about this uh, many times with the AD situation and and coaches. Um, Houston has had he, uh, offensive coordinators in mind, and you think about it, um, they're the coaching community is such a small community. Um, they know, all know each other, so it's not like there's uh, uh, there's guys that we've never heard of that I'm sure that he knows. And then I think it was Pays talking about the uh, agent. I'm sure his agent has connections, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see uh, who we get, but definitely Seth Luttrell. Um, man, that would be a huge, huge. Yeah, it'd be a home run hire. It would be a home yeah. run hire. And uh, would you be willing to? How much would you be willing to pay him, Kyle? I mean, what do you think that we can get him for? I mean, you. It's hard to say. I don't know what he's. I don't know what you look. I don't know what he's making in Oklahoma as an analyst. Uh, I think he, Kyle. He, he Bubba, may want to be doing. He, he may have an opportunity to be an OC at a, at, at a P five school. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, my 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 guess would be five hundred thousand. That's but, what I'm thinking. Because the you know, it's hard to say. Um, what we were told, that's how bad he wants a job. You know, one hundred and fifty thousand for an analyst at Oklahoma, and that's his alma mater. But and he the, can afford to do that this year because um, um, he's getting that payout from uh, North Texas. So I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of offensive coordinator jobs he's going to get offered after this year. I'm sure it'll be a few. Uh, I don't even know if he's on um, Houston's radar. I would hope he is. Um, We'll see. I, I do find this interesting. Uh, I know Mike Houston and, and um, Mac Brown are good friends. Yep. Um, and I know Mac Brown and Larry Fedora are good friends. That's correct. Which is really weird. Um, and I hear they, Larry Fedora and Mac Brown kind of talk weekly. And uh, 
Seth Luttrell was Fedora's assistant. So it could be a situation where Mike calls Mac and asks him for a suggestion and he goes to Larry and they, and they, and Seth Luttrell gets pointed in this direction. He's been in North Carolina before. So I, I, I don't know. Another, that's another reason I'm glad you, I was going to mention that earlier and I forgot Kyle. Another reason why I'm big on Seth Luttrell is that it's not like a guy that hasn't recruited here before. Yeah, and, exactly. And yeah. So he he knows the area of North Carolina, South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, he was at UNC for, uh, yep. for, for a few years before he got the head job at North Texas. He'd be a great hire. Um, I, I Again, you know, it's who we want, but I have no idea if Mike Houston right. um, wants him, if, he, if he's willing to go that wide open. You but know, just think about very it. Very up-tempo, very spread. It would be a complete change of philosophy. Um, I hope Houston's willing to do that. Hey, after you get your <laughs> you get between the eyes and you're two and ten or well, three and you nine, can, you can still have the theory that what we're doing is right. We just need to tweak what we're doing. We don't need to change our path. We just need to tweak it. Um, I would completely change it. But I, I agree. Mean, it would be interesting to see what he, what what he wants to do offensively going forward. But you know, the home run would be not only if you got Latrell, but if you can keep Blake Carroll and some of the players. Um, we can definitely turn things around quickly, but we'll see how um, anything is uh, anything's possible. Uh, we found that out this year. Things that we didn't think would happen have happened. Uh, it's been Murphy's Law, and I'm just praying. You know, my dad made a great point, Kyle. He said he's very frustrated, too, and he was talking to me yesterday. He said, Dave, I hope that all the bad for this team, all the struggles for this team this year, he said, I hope this all in one year and we can get this behind us and then we can have like sunshine the next few years where we're at least bowl eligible or, you know, like at least six wins or more. Um, but uh, he's like, I hope that this we can just sacrifice this year and um, and move on. And like Jay Cutler says, complete overhaul, please. Yes, I, I think um, I think Houston, I would say this is if I were Mike Houston, Kyle, I would say. Let's bring in Latrell. You handle the offense. I'm a defensive guy. I'll work with Blake Harrell, and we're going to work on that. We'll and and it, could, it, could, it could be a situation where Gilbert, you know, I don't know, low TAD. It could be a, a situation where he uh, where, where he tells uh, Houston, hey, uh, if you want to keep your job, uh, not only are you going to hire a new offensive coordinator, you're going to change what we do. We're going to be more wide open. So, uh, yeah, I was wondering, I thought about that a couple weeks ago because you guys know how much I love Lincoln Riley. That offense was so fun. It's so exciting. Yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. We're not going to go that wide open. Um, I, something I, leaning I, more that way, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, Bertha. we definitely need to have something leaning more that way. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I could see him, and, and I don't know if this is, Bob, I'd be interested to see what your thoughts would be on this. Since somebody in the state is already doing it, I can see him wanting to run something similar to what App State is doing. Um, Bubba, what would you think about that from a recruiting standpoint if we were to run a similar offense to App State, being somebody's already kind of doing that? Well, I think it's something that, that in time, you know, could um, become successful. I mean, um, something I was going to mention is, you know, folks have thrown out. Including yourself, you know, a, a system that's similar to what Rich Rod. Well, that as well, but uh, you know, uh, in, in Coastal Carolina and what they did well. uh, uh, under oh, yeah. Jamie Chad under Jamie Chadwell, 
Um, and obviously now having so much success at, at Liberty, but play uh, them next year. And yeah, we do. And somebody uh, mentioned, uh, didn't somebody mention a coordinator that runs a similar offense to, to him in the comments below? It seems like they did. But uh, what I was going to reference as far as what folks have said about, yeah, we can undoubtedly run the run the football well, but they might have to go about it a little bit differently. Uh, but just because of um, the linemen we have or don't have in any particular year, exactly. You take a, take a look at Wake Forest and uh, the way they ran the football under Jim Grobe. In Jim Grobe's very first game at Wake Forest, you know he came to Greenville and and beat a team that had a had a senior quarterback and a senior running back like uh, David Garrard and Leonard Henry, and and you know, came in and probably ran for about three hundred yards against us in his first game coming over from Ohio U to to Wake. So. And if you recall, um, he he utilized a lot of uh, orbit motion. It wasn't just you know lining up and running running right at you. And uh, you know he he had an excellent scheme and something like that. Uh, you, know, you, you saw Chadwell, you know, a lot of orbit motion and and a lot of a lot of uh, motioning, a lot of perhaps you know using some shifts to outnumber. People at the point of attack, you know, a lot of things uh, instead of just uh, you know lining up and, and running running it, folks. Yeah, and sometimes um, it, 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 tra traditionally at East Carolina, what's worked with running the football is throwing to run. Uh, that's what Logan did. That's what Riley did. Um, it's to sit up the, the pass, to sit up the run with the pass, and. Uh, you know, I go back to taking water splits on the offensive line, something that we can get the ball out fast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No doubt. And um, I want to go back up. Uh, here's one thing. I was trying to see if pays if this was his opinion. Um, he says that Gilbert made him make that announcement today. Is that your opinion, pays, or is that something that you know? Because I know you know some folks um, like we do. I haven't heard that, so I want to be fair to you. I haven't heard that either. Um, because we were talking about that, the, uh, what we had heard is Nani was going to be retiring, you know, like after Saturday against Tulsa. Um, so for that announcement to come today, it wasn't shocking that the decision like for Donnie not to be back, but today for some people I know in our group chat, we're talking about that. The timing of today, um, is that Gilbert or is that like, uh, Kyle said, is that, Houston trying to save his job. Um, are they the two of them making that decision together? And it may be, you know, it, uh, Kyle, it may be. Um, oh, okay. He said hearing it, he did it to calm down the fan base. Otherwise, just make uh, just make it next week. I, 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 who knows? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 it, it's hard to say. Um, if if Gilbert was behind that um that tells me that houston is likely going to stay barring a disaster against tulsa and and some major donors stepping up and saying no he's not we're buying him out um 
if Gilbert was behind that decision, then most likely, uh, unless we just get boat raced by Tulsa, he'll probably be back. So, uh, Pays, you know, if, if, if how confident on you are you on those sources to say Gilbert was behind that decision? That would make, you know, Kyle, that would make more sense. Maybe, but, you know, the big donors are talking to, I can see the big donors um, after yesterday. Uh, first uh, shutout we've had, as Bubba called it, in 26 years. He says a 10. Okay. Uh, then my guess would be uh, barring a disaster donors. against Tulsa, Houston will be back. Yeah. So, in other words, if we don't have a blowout, are you, are you or, saying, or unless some donors just step up and say, no, we want him gone and, and, and you know, yeah. money talks. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And, and again, um, this, we've said this so many times, I have, I'll, I'll take it, I'll take it. Um, this is a winnable game. Whether we win the game is questionable. One you know, point spread. I, I I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's a one, one point spread. Tulsa oh God, one. don't touch it. Don't touch it. Then one. No, point. well, I wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. I mean, because we can't score. Yeah. Um. So you know, Tulsa's defense is utter garbage. But I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, I had it. I, I, but their offense is pretty good. I I don't know. I my hunch is we'll win this game. That'd be my hunch. Bubba, I had a question for you, uh, being a quarterback, and I want to ask you. I forgot to ask you guys earlier in the um, show, so I apologize. Um, I'm tired like Bubba. But um, Kyle and Bubba, um, I don't think this is going to happen, but the, this crossed my mind. Would you start next uh, on Saturday, would you start Garcia, being that we're trying to do something different as far as running the ball, um, we know about passing, but do you think that I, I, no I have no idea? I don't. I, I, I should, no some people are saying and it's true. Jeter should get a, at least a, a serious or two. I mean, don't you think guys think he's only played? I one guess it game. depends on how important it, it is to Houston's job that he wins this game. If Houston, yeah, if you, if Houston is being told he's back regardless, then I think you maybe you maybe see Jeter or whatever. Um, if if Houston's not sure about this game, if he needs to win it to keep his job, um you you you'll, you'll you'll probably see Flynn. Okay. I mean I because I've heard pretty much uh you guys I know um that there's no more hope for Garcia, but we shall see. You know what's uh you, you never know. Garcia could be, um, and we pretty much think Flynn's going to be going to med school, so he's gone, and what we have coming in, um, maybe Garcia moves to a different position. Maybe you have a, a some kind of guru. I don't know. Um, but we definitely need uh, – definitely the scheme has got to change, and we can all – every Pirate fan can agree on – I think – I don't think there's any Pirate fan out there uh, I'm pretty confident that wants to keep what we're doing because it's definitely not working. So – um, we'll definitely do that. And, uh, Emmanuel agrees with you. He says, agree with KB he calls you KB. All right. All right, Emmanuel. I appreciate you agreeing with me. I don't know what you're agreeing with me on, but, uh, he's talking about I, the quarterback situation when you were talking about with Jeter. And, okay. You know, uh, I appreciate Emmanuel. It's, it's a sure bet every time to agree with me. <laughs> and Matt says, if Tulsa scores more than 10, there's no way. QB one wins this game. <laughs> I, I told uh, who's QB one. 
I'm assuming you mean Flynn. Um, I know. I'm, just, I'm joking. Tulsa, I'm joking. Tulsa, Tulsa's defense ain't garbage. Or, um, or Navy's. So, um, do I think we're going to go light them up for 30 points? No. Uh, do I think 24? I, I, yeah, I think we can get 24 on the board against them. Yeah. That's my early prediction. I'm, I'm, I think not, we, I'm not gonna. I. <laughs> <laughs> I could see something like a 24-13, 24-17 pirate win. That's my early. I was thinking about that today, just trying to calm myself down because I want to win. This is, and by the way, this is our bowl game. If you want to go to a bowl game, a Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin at two o'clock. Um, the, and the last game, the next game we have is at Dowdy Ficklin on August 31st, uh, against Norfolk state next year. So this is your last chance to see football this year. And so hopefully we can get a win It's senior day. So we don't drink, we don't smoke, nor fuck, nor fuck. <laughs> yeah, Norfolk state is going to be, we've gotten that, um, Liberty, Norfolk state, um, old dominion and app state. So three Virginia teams. Um, that's going to be great in App State. So I like I like the let's see that. All right, Matt. All right, Matt Redman. Here you go. Ready? Matt is going way out on a limb here. Kyle, you're going to love this. You ready? Sure. Conrad. He says a very bold prediction is uh, that he's going to have eight field goals. Is that for uh, Conrad wow. Wow. or for both teams? Eight field goals. He says bold prediction. A very bold. So he's saying Conrad is going to make eight field goals, and we. Oh, I see what you're saying, Matt. Twenty-four points. Okay, I'm slow. I'm forgive me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I get it now. Eight times three. Okay, I'm teaching my daughter right now. We're working with um, multiplication. So eight times three is twenty-four, I believe. Um, Norfolk State's band is special. Thank you, B. Pays. I tell you what, I love a good band. So um, that'll be interesting to see and i sure i would think that they would norfolk state would bring their band because uh that would be awesome to see at halftime for sure all right yeah i remember i remember pirate nation back in 2018 was very disappointed when they received word that the a and t band would not be attending oh yeah because a and t oh my goodness their band is legendary probably bigger than the they i know in that a and t uh talked to a and t graduate and he was talking about he says I know you're an ECU guy, he said. But hey, man, by, my... by the way, speaking of A&T, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dave. Yeah. There, there was something that I heard today um, watching the East Carolina-Northeastern game, and I, I was I was at a friend's house, and I was halfway distracted. Did I hear that the Colonial Athletic Association is changing their name to the Coastal Athletic Association? Correct. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It's, it's, For it's some that... reason, Colonial offended somebody. I don't – I. Kind of like you, we oh, we God. remember with uh, George Washington, so yeah, well, same type of deal. I, I, Let I, me ask you a question. Completely idiotic. I, from a branding standpoint, colonial. I, I, I think. Well, no, actually, I think Coastal Athletic Association. While it is very very generic, um, I think maybe it's a better better for branding and just in general because colonial always kind of kind of stupid to me. But I, if you're offended by the word colonial, is Williamsburg, can they be colonial Williamsburg anymore? Or are they going to have to change it to old-timey Williamsburg? <laughs> well, if you think about it, uh, when we came over here, there were 13. They were not states at the time. They were colonies. So, 13 uh, original colonies. Yep. So that just, don't get me started. I love history. And uh, Oh, speaking of which, by the way, I want to say this real quick. 
because I, I waited on purpose to the end of the show to say this. I know we're running out of time, Bubba. Um, but if you, those of you that love history, I was telling you guys in the green room, um, and you love, uh, I don't want to say love, but you're fascinated, I guess is the word, about the conspiracy about the JFK assassination. Yeah. They have They have JFK One Day in America. It's a National Geographic three-part special. It's amazing. Um, the 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination, November 22nd, 1963, is actually this coming on Wednesday. And uh, I highly recommend that. And also, another fascinating one, guys, on Paramount Plus, they have one the Parkland Doctors talk for the very first time in 60 years, the ones that are still living. And it was a great, great, great um, documentary. And by the way, Pays, I, I got to give Pays a quick shout out. Um, Kyle and Bubba, you remember Millie Vanilli? Pays, you talked about this that Millie Vanilli, um, I think you said the Millie Vanilli doc on paramount plus is dope i saw that recently pays so i appreciate you very much what do you what do y'all have found time to watch these documentaries i just uh, a lot of times i have a time to watch bubba and i once i get my kids to bed at nine o'clock i have if i'm not doing a show i have like an hour before i'll fall asleep and these i watch a show like that a tv show i like or a documentary yeah, it's been a while since I've watched one, Kyle. I just said I like to watch one, not that I not that I do. <laughs> I, I have the time probably more than y'all do, and I, I don't know. I end up listening to podcasts. I, I will sit here, and I don't know why I do that. I just sit here and listen to podcasts. If, if you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I think you know, I'm a, I'm generation, I'm, 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 I'm Gen X, but I, I think I lean a little millennial on my entertainment because hey. I use my phone a lot. B Pay says when he drinks his brown liquor. Are you talking about documentaries, Pays or? That that uh, that documentary was. I took your word for it on Millie Vanilli was really good. I, I uh, really, that's when he finds the time when he drinks his brown liquor. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I assumed that he meant. Uh, here's a question from Brandon. Oh, great documentary! Can't wait to see the Barry Sanders documentary. That's a great. Oh man, uh, one of my We're favorite documentaries. And I'm going to throw one in there. The last documentary okay. I watched was on the uh, was on the Night Stalker. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, uh, not the original Night Flocker, but the second one, uh, Ramirez, uh, one of the most fascinating serial killers in American history. Also, oh, was wow. a, also got- was a satanic worshiper. Uh, he was a sick dude. Uh, so watch it um, if you like true crime stuff. Um, he was he was um, he was he, he he Ramirez is one of the most. Yeah. Well, this ain't a true crime podcast. It's just the crimes. He no, we're not. I'm not laughing at you. It's what Bubba put up. I'm oh, good. Bubba put up the, the is there going to be a, conf- a Jeff Comfort documentary? <laughs> I wish to do it. That would be last, wait, one minute. Um, <laughs> Hi, Troy. Troy, Jonathan. Hi, this is Jeff Comfort from Greenville. I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm actually, where, where does he live now? Is he, he's from Maryland, but I'm not Somewhere sure. in the Midwest. I'm here in Illinois, you know, I. They, they won't let me back into DeKalb, even though they had their greatest success when I was athletic director. You know, me and Shelly, we, we went to the Orange Bowl together. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I can tell you, I don't know why East Carolina is so concerned about the lack of success in football when the volleyball team is winning, women's basketball is winning. I, I don't know why all this, the, 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 clenching, the clenching the hands over the football. And Kyle... Also, you know that the football team has a great GPA. Don't you yeah. remember that? Luke? Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, 
I think Barry's going to explain in depth why he walked away. That he, oh my gosh, he is one of the best ever. And now the Lions, oh my goodness, is playing. Um, they're playing so great now. Um, it's actually cool that they're good. And uh, we have Thursday football with the Lions. It's going to be great. And the Redskins and Cowboys are th- uh, Thursday night football. So after you eat a whole bunch of turkey, you can watch that. I believe the Egg Bowl is uh, is back on Thanksgiving night. So uh, that's what I'll be watching. That'll be great. No doubt I can keep an eye on that. Uh, Justin Butt says, Brian pays, be pays when I drink my Johnny Walker. So I guess it does that for, I guess, documentaries. <laughs> so everybody, I didn't know you could. So you drink uh, liquor and watch documentaries? Uh, the other night, I was out of what I normally have, and so uh, I had a bottle of uh, Jim Bean Orange, and um, I just never uh, had that. I, Is it good? It's not bad. Um, and I sat so here, it's like an orange drink. Is that what? It, no, it's 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 a uh, it's Jim Bean Jim Bean Bourbon, and it's just okay. has orange I mean, flavor, orange it, orange flavoring added to the bourbon. But I'm, I know it's bourbon, but it is, does it taste like a sun kissed? Is it like that? Or? No, no, no. It's not carbonated. It's it's okay. straight. It's straight bourbon with straight orange bourbon. Flavor. Okay, straight bourbon right. with orange flavor. And I sat here um, the other night, and I was trying to relax, and ended up doing about eight shots of that. And uh, so um, I'm I'm with y'all on the uh, brown liquor. If I can't if I can't have my normal, I will go to some uh, brown liquor to relax. Brandon's asking predictions for 2024. How many seasons gets uh, season tickets get sold? It's uh, a good question, Brandon. Um, I, I think it depends on 14, a lot of variables. 000. I think it depends on a lot of variables. Um, uh, you know, if Houston's back, if we have an offensive coordinator and a quarterback, everybody's excited about. I think we get fourteen, fifteen thousand. If we hire a new head coach, I think we get fourteen, fifteen thousand. Um, if Houston's retained, then he promotes promotes Shane Montgomery. Oh. Uh, probably t- probably ten thousand. So um, I think it depends. Robert just got back from Gatlinburg with some Sugarlands 60 proof. Sugar, you know, I, I'm always uh, Sugarlands a distillery and um, as a oh, okay. distillery in Gatlinburg. I um, I always is that bourbon? I, I know it's moonshine. Uh, oh, moonshine! I've never yeah. okay. Um, I've I never. Always, that's what. All right, I, I always didn't know that. lean more towards Old Smoky for their moonshine. They also do good whiskey there. Um, old, um, you can get Old Smoky stuff. At some ABC stores in North Carolina, hey, you want to try something different? Get some of Old Smokey's um, um, uh, creamed moonshine. Their banana, the banana pudding flavor uh, is, is very good. Uh, I think it's is it real cool. sweet? Yeah, it's, it's 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 a cream liqueur with moonshine in it. Okay, and um, it's, wow, uh, it's about forty proof. You so, said uh, old Old Smoky, Old Smoky. Yeah, they, I've they never okay whole, whole honest of. Yeah, they make a whole lot of stuff. So we have the, uh, is it the bourbon objective tonight? Or <laughs> well, We're talking moonshine now. Yeah. Justin agrees with us. For, he's going 14,000. I'm going to stay with, uh, I guess that would be a poll question, Bubba, um, we could put out. Um, not now, but certainly after the season. Um, the over under 14,000 for season tickets. Uh, I guess once we get, we'll, to be fair, once we get the offensive coordinator uh, and we'll see if, uh, yeah, once we know who's going to be coaching and and and, and throwing the ball, uh, then we'll have a better idea on season tickets. Robert Matthews says dark chocolate and coffee and orange cycle. Okay. Oh, and uh, and Justin Butt says, Kyle, yeah, I've had it. He says, so. oh, the, the old smoky banana pudding. I'm assuming is what I'm talking. What he's talking about. Yeah, it's good. 
Um, they got most old smoky stuff is good. Probably my favorite thing they make is the the the, the hutch punch. That's a really good one. That's a uh, a fruit punch flavored moonshine. Um, so it's really good. And Pace, do you uh, Bubba? Are you still with us? I don't know if you the moonshine part. Uh, Pace, do you like moonshine? I'm going to ask you that. Anybody else want to chime in on moonshine? Bourbon, moonshine, whiskey, liqueurs, vodka. You know, we can get it to some rise. I don't know how anybody feels about it. Oh, I have a, by the way, Kyle, I have another, I'm going to do one more documentary and we'll get out of here. I promise. Have you seen for all our wrestling fans on Netflix wrestlers? No. You know what it's about? Um, I'm aware of it. it. I'm aware of it, but no, I haven't watched it. It's about OVW for those. Oh who yeah. Yeah. Out. The current version of OVW, yeah, the Al Snow version of OVW. Yeah. 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 I've heard about it. No, I haven't looked at it. All right. So, uh, we're looking to see. All right. Yeah. He's talking. That's what he was talking about. The banana pudding. Okay. Old smoke. Yeah. I think yeah, I we're got something in the refrigerator. Y'all are making me want to go take a drink. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing. If we, uh, if we lose on Saturday, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Please, Lord! Please, Lord! Uh, uh, I know that's probably all right. Let's see. Robert says Denver's up. Just went up with a minute and three left. Twenty-one twenty, going for two. All right. Let us know how it goes there, Robert. Before we get out of here. All right. And um, and Justin says whatever we can drink. Yeah, I think Kyle's gonna have a big party at his house after we win on Saturday night. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna have a party if we win or lose, but uh. If, if like you want to come over, bring your own bottle. All right. Yeah, I was going to say B-Y-O-B. there's a tear in your beer. Yeah, BYOB. Bring your own bottle. Bring your own beer. And they'll have a, right. a great – you'll have a great – I promise if you go to Kyle's, you'll have a great time. I will say that. You'll have a great, great time in the world. All right, there we go. Um, missing Bubba here. I I guess we uh, – I don't know if he went to sleep. Um, Justice said, go have a drink, Kyle. Yeah, I, I will if we ever wrap this thing up. <laughs> um, and Brian B. Pace says, if we lose on Saturday, I'm skipping the liquor and going to the gummies. I'll, that might be a great time to get out of here. Um, Bubba, you have, are you back? Yeah, I've been here. Oh, wow. We've been wanting to chime, you to chime in. Um, what do you guys have before we get out of here? I know we've gone long, but there's been so much to talk about. And thank, you, brother, thank you guys so much for the uh, – we had a great turnout of people, uh, a lot of people watching, listening, and commenting tonight on YouTube and Facebook. We appreciate you. And like on the screen right now, uh, we're on all the social media platforms. So on it's at the Sports OBJ on Twitter, X now, at the Sports Objective on TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I know Bubba, we we want to get up to fifteen hundred um, viewers, right? Yeah, <clears throat> have a goal of fifteen hundred. You know, by by the end of twenty twenty three, and uh, right now, you know, just shy of eleven hundred. So, you know, Pirate Nation, yeah, if if you look, listen to the show, watch the show, um, you can go to our YouTube channel, click subscribe, and encourage other pirates to do the same. Uh, you know, a lot of folks I know that 
But listen, well, well, but you what, know, what, what did Justin just say on the screen there to get a chance to read it? He, he wants to party with you. He said, Kyle, I'm just down the road. You know, he lives in Goldsboro. Oh, you're Goldsboro. Hey, come on over, Justin. We'll uh, we'll have a good time, my friend. Just, just let me know. All right. Do you have anything, Bubba, before we get out of here? I know that uh, just uh, we've got, of course, Coach Jeff Connors uh, recorded tonight. Uh, we lost Bubba here for a second. I don't know where he went, but um, I'm sure he'll come back. And uh, uh, Let's just, just wrap it up, Dave. We're, we're, we're running along here. Please. i, I got to get a bid. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody. Uh, that's awesome. We've had a lot of people listening and uh, viewing, like we said tonight. The Pirate Football Playback is presented by LNK Custom Homes. Give a shout-out to Kevin K.K. Walker. He's a licensed general contractor. Call him, 336-688-8461. As we uh, wrap up the season on Saturday, we'll have our Pirate Preview. A lot of great shows this week. For Kyle Barber, Bubba Rosenbaum, appreciate you, Bubba, for producing tonight. I'm Dave Richmond. We'll get out of here. Good night, everybody. And as always, go Pirates. Every yard, every first down, every touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the wave going, let the hurry.